Just before we uh, get into the word this morning, just want to um, say good day. Merry Christmas. How are you all? Thank you very much for, for being here. And as Astrid mentioned, it is so good to see the colours. And look at the family over here. That is so good. Excellent work. And we've got a couple of uh, gingerbread people back there. Good to see. Excellent. Nothing like true love says wearing the same shirts. Excellent. <laughs> Hope I'm okay with that. Not too out of line. You know, it's okay. All right. And uh, the Johnsons, the three of us. Last year there were six of us at Christmas, so we've had a pretty tough year. We've only got half as many come back to Christmas. <clears throat> no commitment from the Johnsons. That's pretty sad. Or maybe it's because the Pukus have influenced the Johnsons and that's why we're only down to three. I don't know. But it's great to be here, great to have you with us. Now, again, just before I get into it, a quick show of hands. Who's got presents already today? Anyone got presents already? Look at all those presents already. Very good. Who, who's got a good present? Put up. Who got a good present? Oh, good. Oh, that's that's. You can't get any straighter. All right, all right. Come on, I got to know. What was this present? Some what? How old are you? 21. Wow. Fake nails. No, not for me. No, thank you. All right. Okay. Who got a really bad present? Anyone? Anyone want to own up to a bad present? We don't, we don't like doing that, do we? we? We show on a very nice face. Yep, thank you very much. Just what I needed. Another set of mugs for my cupboard. <laughs> yeah, excellent, excellent. Um, but hey... All presents are given that we might have joy. Make sense? They're not just given as a throwaway line. I love the fact when people stop and think about presents. Um, A guy called Gary Chapman wrote some stuff on love languages. And uh, in the love languages, there's words of affirmation. So just encouraging someone can be a great present. Time, spending time with someone can be a great present. My eldest daughter, Michaela, if you spend time with her, she just loves it. She beams. And so through her teenage years, I knew that if I spent time with her, I'd have a good week. (laughs) Her love tank was full and, and dad would be okay. Other one is touch. Some people love hugs. I'm a hugger. Struggling these last two years when people are pushing me away. Don't hug me. Elbows. Whatever. Um, and, and gifts are a part of it as well. And then acts of service, those people who love just to serve you. And they give and love by serving you and, and just doing it out of that way. They're all gifts that, that are very special. Cynthia and I got a very special gift this week. And the person actually asked one of my family members what our love languages were. And so we got this beautiful gift in the way of words of affirmation. And it really showed that I was loved, but also showed that I was known. They knew me, and they put that time and energy into that. Do you know what? God loves you, and he knows you. And this Christmas, may you know his joy. So let's open up God's word. Luke chapter 2. 
We've already read something that ties in very well with this, so Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read a big chunk of it. Um, so it's Christmas Day, and I think that's all good that we can do that. All right, starting from verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree, and a census should be taken of the whole entire Roman world. That would have been a big job, wouldn't it? All those little introverts sitting in offices. Woohoo! We're away. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his or her hometown to register. So Joseph was, also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea in Bethlehem, the town of David, where he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Just another day. Really? The angels appeared. The glory of the Lord shone around them. That was a significant night for them, don't you think? Just sitting out there doing what they always do, looking after the sheep, the dumb sheep, the silly sheep. They don't even know where to eat if we don't tell them what to do. Here it is. All of a sudden, they get this. And the angel says straight away, something that makes perfect sense to me if I ever got to have this experience. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you, and you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly angels appeared with them, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men, who on them his favour rests. Do I hear an amen or a yoo-hoo? Thank you, Dan. God's word is certainly strong. God loves you and he sent his son that you might have joy and even choreographed it into the skies with angels singing and proclaiming. He even got the prophets of old to talk about the joy that would come into the world because God loves you and he knows you. How does he know you? Well, he knew that you needed a saviour. He knew that you would need rescuing. He knew you would need help and support to be able to enter back into his presence because our nature was to push him away. Our nature is to push him away. And he was doing everything he can to bring us back, to bring me back into that relationship where I can know his joy. He loves us and he wants to show us this. In the last six months, I'm going to say this statement and some of you will give me the biggest eye roll ever. In the last six months, I have discovered that I am a rescuer. Most of you are going, duh, duh, knew that ages ago. God is the greatest rescuer. He does everything to rescue us from sin, from ourselves, from our culture. He wants to be involved in our lives and he wants us to bring this joy. He wants us not just to know about joy in a word, but he wants us to experience this joy. Just as he says to us in Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, rejoice in the Lord 
Always. Always. Not when you're having a good day, not when you get every green light and green light arrow, but rejoice in the Lord always. It's a faith statement. It's a life statement. It's something to take on and go, no, I'm going to rejoice in my God because my God is always good. He's always faithful and he's always with me. Dallas Willard, some of you have heard of this guy. He's a great writer on discipleship and being in the presence of God, not just doing for God, but being in the presence of God. And he said, God is the most joyous being in the universe. The most joyous being in the universe. One of our prayers at Kiwana Life is that God would come and fill us anew each and every day. We would be filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with God. And if God is the most joyous being in the whole universe, then when we pray that prayer, when we put our hand up and say, God, fill us with your very presence, one of the things we're asking for, as we heard last night, was love today, filled with his joy, his joy, that beautiful fruit that he gives us. And he challenges us not just to hold on to it, but to give it to others, to take it further afield. Now, last night I had the the experience of uh, sharing with you about a guy called John Newton. Now, John Newton was not a very nice man. He'd had a bit of a tough upbringing um, and uh, things didn't go well for him and he ended up taking a wrong track deliberately (laughs) as a sailor. And as I shared last night, sailors back in the 1700s were were known to have a really foul mouth. You know, know, you get in trouble. And I I vaguely remember... um, first time my grandmother ever caught me swearing just before she washed my mouth out with soap. Anyone else had that experience? Come on, I'm not the only one, sure. Oh, Dan, you got it. Wow. Wow. Washed my mouth out with soap was, you are not to have the mouth of a sailor. And I went, oh, okay. So when I read about John Newton, he had a foul mouth. And How bad a foul mouth did he have was he was often in trouble from other sailors for having a foul mouth. How bad you have to be to offend those who are already there. Pretty bad, I would say. So John Newton got to meet God. And the love of God, the joy of God, hit him. And he wrote a little song called Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch. He got it. He got where he was. I, I did a whole bunch of study on, on John Newton. As, as, as I do, I go down a little bit of a rabbit warren and find out all this stuff about him. Someone wrote this. Someone said it was written by John Newton, but we can't verify it. And this is some of his thoughts around his writing of Amazing Grace. He says, For God so loved the world that he truly saved a wretch like me. Isn't that cool? God so loved the world that he saved the world. I am so undeserving of God's love. I have turned my back on him again and again and again throughout my life. Yet his love for me is steadfast. For I know that he left the 99 sheep to search for the one. Then these lines at the end where he goes, For I am the one. I don't know about you today. But I want you to know that you are the one. If there were a hundred sheep and there was one missing and that one missing was you, then our God, for love, for joy, for hope, would search for you that you might know 
His grace. Christmas time. God became man. Is the start of that incredible relationship that we can have with Almighty God. If you're wondering whether that's for you, then I pray that you will pray this prayer with me. And that you will know that the love of God and the joy of God is yours this day and every day. For us to follow Jesus, every day should be like Christmas. The reminder that God loves us and he came to earth to live a life, to be that example, and then to die on the cross and rise again that we might know forgiveness, the empowering of the Holy Spirit and the love of God. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you for your gift of joy. I want to thank you for Jesus who is that joy that can be in and through our lives. I want to pray, Lord God, that for those that, that may be struggling at this time, and this is a tough time. They're already this morning, Father, I've got some text messages from folks that I've walked with in this last month, and today is indeed a tough day. And I just lift them before you right now. But those here that may be having a tough day, I lift us before you. And I ask, Lord God, that you would minister to us and that you would overwhelm us with your love and your joy. And that we realize that today is not just another day. It's a significant day. It's a day where we can know you more and we can be known as we are known. We can be loved as we are loved. We can have the joy deep down like a living stream coming out of us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you would meet us where we are today. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you came and were born in a lowly standard little place. But at that same time, the heavens broke and angels shouted and declared that today in the town of David, a saviour has been born, the Christ, the Lord. Great joy for all mankind. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to all men that God's favour rests. May you know God's favour today. In Jesus' name. Amen.